I'm Anne. And I'm Lita. And this is Vodka Lemonade Stand. Cheers! Cheers. All right. So, here we are. It's the first day of 2020 it's as we record. It's the first day of 2020 as we record. Look, it might be February by the time you hear this. That's fine. We're not getting paid to do this. We'll do we it on our not, own time. We are not getting paid to do this. Uh, but I think it is important to recognize this is our second anniversary. Yay! We have officially been Vodka Lemonade standing for... Two years now. Two whole years. Two whole years. 20 some odd episodes. That's excellent. All joyous. And yeah. Thank for you. free. Thank you for sticking with us <laughs> since the beginning. Those of you that have. Those people are Becca and, and it, Michael yeah. Fuller. <laughs> if you're, and, and Maddie Twain. Chat to Maddie oh. Twain. Is Maddie listening? Mm hmm. Oh, that's yeah, nice. we just Yeah, we just had it the other day. Oh. Yay, Maddie. That's really um, nice. Oh, I was going to say, oh, also, like, if you're just joining us because you have a crush on Lita, make your move. <laughs> She's waiting for you. You know who you are. Oh, boy. Okay. Uh, so, there are a couple things we're going to do today, but uh, the first thing I wanted to do, because we usually start out with celebrity news, is um, do a recap of the couples we gained and lost in 2019 <laughs> do we want to start with the breakups or the uh still together couples i feel like still together because okay. breakups is more juicy that uh, that is fair okay so obviously this is not comprehensive this is the ones that stood out to me or stand out because we've talked about these people notables notables the first is most obviously, Sean and Camilla. Uh, they broke up? No, no, they're oh, still okay. together. They're, they're together. Okay, sorry. We're, we're in the still together <laughs> section. I, and I'm i the one who decided the order and everything. They should break up. Because she's kind of a bully, isn't she? She, I think the Wasn't problem, she mean to Normani? I was thinking about this actually earlier today. And I think the problem is they're just young. Yeah. But also, like, Sean has a pretty good record of being mostly unproblematic. Like, I can't true. remember anybody saying anything bad about him. That's true. And people have said bad things about Camila Mendez. Not Camila Mendez. Camila Cabello. Camila Cabello. <laughs> Camila Mendez is perfect. Camila Cabello is the one that people are like, you're, you can be shitty sometimes. And I think that Sean just shouldn't be exposed to that level of, uh, yikes. Shittiness. Yeah. That's fair. I mean, she's definitely, she's definitely made mistakes mm. but i think i'm also sensitive to her being you know a like woman, 22 a person of color and look i'm on Armani's side that's fair that's fair i actually didn't know about the beef between camilla and Armani. Mm -hmm. i've been thinking about camilla had some like very old but like pretty racist tweets that that's surfaced. not okay no but also like a lot of times if you're young and you're saying that stuff, it's you're just repeating what you're Other people are hearing, telling you, but yeah. you should also learn very quickly to know oh, better absolutely. and delete your old tweets. No, I mean, yeah. The, the, the real lesson is, well, there are two. Learn from your ignorant past and also edit your yeah. and apologize social media presence. That's the first one. Two. Okay, this one came as a surprise to me. 
KJ Appa, you know KJ yes. Appa. Sweet, sweet boy. Sweet, sweet boy. Archie Adams. Is with Britt Robertson. Remind me Britt Robertson. Britt Robertson dated Dylan O'Brien from okay. Teen Wolf for oh years God. and years and years. And she was in... She loves a leading man. That, <laughs> she was in that movie that was my iconic trivia question, The Space Between Us. <laughs> the Space Between Us. <laughs> but she was also in that Nicholas Sparks movie with uh, Scott Eastwood. Mm-hmm. She was in a movie with George Clooney. Mm-hmm. She was in an indie rom-com with Dylan O'Brien. Okay. That's how they met. I think that was in like 2015. She's been in a lot of things. She's had quite... Oh, she was in For the People. I mourned the um, death of that show several, oh. several episodes ago. It was a, it was a Shonda sh- show. Was But it wasn't a spinoff of anything. It wasn't a spinoff of anything. I'm getting it mixed up. No. It was... Just another, like, Shonda, a Shonda Land, lawyer. A Shonda Land show. Show. That was... It's about lawyers, but it's not about murder. There was no murder. Ah. Which no. was good. No, I it was a good murder in my case. lawyer shows. <laughs> I, but that's the problem with Shonda. Murder is such a slippery slope for Shonda. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually, just, like, everybody gets starts getting murdered. That's why I stopped watching Scandal. Well, and everyone becomes a murderer, mm-hmm. more importantly. Like, everyone is murdered or dies, I guess, yeah. in Grey's. But in How to Get Away with Murder and Scandal, everyone becomes a murderer. Mm-hmm. I'm not mad about it. Shonda's good at what she does. Which for so much. how to get to how to get away with murder makes a lot more sense, but for scandal, everyone becoming a murderer was not super on brand. <laughs> yeah, and we just acted like that was normal. Like, yeah. and I was like, oh, no, I stopped. Didn't I was, you? Mm-hmm. Didn't you like pull somebody's teeth out last episode? And you're no, just like too much living life like it's no too problem. Much. Scandal. I do love scandal though. I just haven't finished the series, mm. but I think. Um, it's her wine glasses, mm-hmm. which are from, I believe, Crate and Barrel, and they're called uh, Camilla, oh. and they just have a really long Ooh. stem and a very round globe. Okay. Um, I really want those wine glasses still. Interesting. So when I say Britt Robertson, do you know who that, can you like picture her in your brain? No. Or do I need to pull up a picture um, of her? Okay. So I'm going to take a quick moment here yes. and look up her picture. Look, look, she's very blonde. Yeah. She doesn't have any real like discernible features she's just kind of like a pretty blonde yeah girl. she's got a classic blonde all-american girl look if you show me this picture of Britt robertson and you're like this is uh from hunger games jennifer lawrence oh. i'm like yep that's jennifer lawrence really yeah no oh. maybe they have the same stylist you know maybe all right so kj appa and Britt robertson great Two beautiful people being beautiful. Two beautiful people. Uh, moving on to less beautiful people. Well, one in particular. So sorry in advance. Rosario Dawson and Cory Booker. Which you Cory Booker is less beautiful. Yes. Of okay. Course. I just wanted to confirm. No. Oh, no. Rosario Dawson is beautiful. <laughs> She's gorgeous. Cory Booker is a caricature of a human being. I've said this mm-hmm. many times before. I called bullshit the first time I heard this because there was some. You know, some whispers about Cory Booker's sexuality, right. which is kind of bullshit. They're like, oh. I mean, look at Pete Buttigieg. Like, he's got a lot of attention because he's like, I am like an openly gay, like millennial candidate. And it's like, yeah, but your values suck, though. Yeah. So fuck off. So fuck off. But also, well, not fuck off Cory Booker. That's a little mean. But No, like, no, no. I'm saying that to Pete Buttigieg. No, but I'm, I was about to say that to Cory Booker. And yeah. then I took a couple yeah, steps yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, no. But also, you're a ridiculous person, and I don't know how you're dating Rosario Dawson. Not to be mean, 
I'm not trying to be mean right now. Are they right both now. vegan? I don't know. Is Rosario Dawson vegan? Look, she's an actress, and I feel like that's common among actresses. Is vegan now like her bae, Cory Booker? Oh. Maybe they're bonding over v- veganity. Veganism? <laughs> no, I'm going with veganity okay. on this one. <laughs> Um, but I guess Rosario Dawson at the same time is dating a presidential candidate. So that could be, look, that's exciting. It, it could, it could be, it could very well be exciting. So that was a couple we, I don't know that they actually started dating in 2019. I think it became public in 2019. Miley and Cody Simpson. We talked about this a little bit. Yeah, we covered it last time. Previous episode, but just, you know, acknowledging they were one of the, are we in the breakup phase now? I don't think so. I, mean, I thought they broke up. Did they break up? No, they got. She broke up. Okay, so she broke. She got divorced, and then she dated somebody else and broke up with her. Yeah. And then she's now dating Cody Simpson. Exactly. And so we're still in the together phase. Exactly. But don't worry, we're gonna get to the breakup momentarily. Okay. And then the last one I had was Timothy Chalamet and Lily Rose Depp. Oh my God. Talked about <laughs> from the famous boat makeout. Yes, exactly. Uh, where just, both of yeah. their mouths were just enormous. It makes me so glad that there's very few uh, pictures of me like kissing somebody on the lips that exist in the world yikes if any mm-hmm. i think i might have deleted them all that's fair i know no pictures of that nature exist you just have that hot library makeout scene from the but calendar but there was no actually ma- <laughs> there was no actual making out it was just yeah it was just know, hot implied it was some implied steaminess so those were some of the couples we gained in the year 2019. Congrats to all of us. We did it. We did it. But guess what? We lost so many more couples in 2019. Good. Honestly, it's healthy. Some of them are sadder than others. Demi and Christian of Bachelor and Bachelor in Paradise. Oh, fame. I didn't know. It was that post show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was in the fall. Because they, they got engaged up. on the uh, finale. Of Bachelor in Paradise. Which those... Yeah tend not to last so no well especially when you start one of your or not start i can't remember which season it was when marcus and the girl he got engaged to got married but it was a fake wedding they had a fake wedding on bachelor in paradise it like was not a legal wedding okay so So, you just like a ceremony but no officiation uh so you're starting off you know kind of conning conning people anyway so those proposals just don't mean yeah. a ton, which is fine. So I'm sure it was a great experience for both of them. It's okay, Demi. Personally, I broke up with my girlfriend too this year. There you go. Liam and Miley. Project quits. Look, they've been off and on for so long. So long. So perhaps it's finally, it's good that this is finally put to rest. I feel like you can't really come back from divorce. Uh, yeah, but also, it's got to be hard to break up with the Hemsworth. That's what I said last time, Well, I except think. she lost her fucking mind. Mm. Right? She, like, kind of went on a bender and then went to Cody Simpson and was like, you don't need girls when guys are nice that to you. That sucked. The whole thing sucked. She needs, the whole thing she sucked. She needs better friends to be like, no, maybe don't say that in public. I think she needs therapy. Do you think she doesn't have a therapist? Maybe she has, like, a really new-agey therapist that Maybe. isn't actually very effective. Like, I don't know. That's, I don't know. Who can say? She has, say? like, a life coach. 
or maybe something. she's a therapist that she just doesn't listen to that could be very true or a therapist that like prescribes crystals i think crystals are nice i, but I also don't nice think they too. actually have power i don't know that i think they, they are nice aesthetically <laughs> i don't think they replace actual medical intervention so i mean at least at least there's finally some sort of conclusion right to the miley and liam because they were together and they weren't together and then they were together again, and then they got married. And now we and can now speculate as who, who, whomst, whomst will Liam be dating next? Twenty twenty, man, we're 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 gonna find out. So one that actually I found out pretty recently, um, and made me kind of sad because we've talked about them as a mm-hmm. couple on the podcast. Rachel Lee Cook and Daniel Gillies. Rachel Lee Cook from uh, She's All That, and Daniel Gillies from The Originals. He plays Elijah. What? A lot? No, not Elijah. They broke up. They've been together. I so think, what for you're quite... saying is Elijah is single. I'm saying Elijah is single, in theory. But what of like a legend couple? Like if you were dating like a '90s rom-com like star, mm-hmm. and you yourself were on a CW show, and he's a hottie. He's majorly hot. So R.I.P. to that relationship. R.I.P. to that relationship. I'm sure it must have been tough. Exactly. Or Jared Padalecki and. His I think both of them are still together. <sighs> okay, good. I think Jared and Jensen are still married to their respective I feel like wives. that would be pretty big news. Yeah. I would know about that. Yeah, yeah I would want to know about that. I think Tumblr would have told me about that. But I've been checking Tumblr less and less. I only logged back on the other day because I wanted to see what memes there were about The Witcher on Netflix. Oh, sure. Which I am enjoying. I love Tumblr. Anyway, Rita Ora and Andrew Garfield. I didn't even know they were together. Well, I knew they were together. You, you knew they Okay. That's like the top fact that I know about Rita Ora is that she's really? dating Andrew Garfield. Well, I know so much more about Rita Ora than you do. That's the problem. Um, My friend Rose, who you sadly did not get the chance to meet, but sometime soon, so um, recommends a podcast called Who? Question mark. Weekly. Ooh. Who Weekly. And Ooh. they have a recurring segment every week where they go like, What's new with Rita Ora? And so they will divulge about what's latest in Rita Ora's life. Um, but I don't listen to that podcast, so I'm not up to date. But maybe I should start so we can keep tabs on Rita Ora. But yeah, she was dating Andrew Garfield. He was, that was no after uh, he and that redhead. Emma Stone. Emma Stone broke up. Because they've been broken up for a long time. Yeah. Zane and Gigi calling it Oof. quits Oof. again. Again. For good this time. Who knows? Second time around. Maybe. Maybe more than that. I don't know. Because was it Gigi Hadid that was making moves on Tyler Cameron from The Bachelorette? Yes, she was. He went to her grandfather's funeral. Look, they they must have been an item for a brief period of time. They're not together anymore, though. They weren't maybe officially together ever, but they were... In each other's but if orbit. you go to someone's grandfather's someone's, funeral, yeah, like that implies a lot of intimacy. That's significant because they're not family; they have no business there unless you want them there. It's true. Camila Mendez and Charles Melton. Speaking of Camila Mendez from Riverdale, from Riverdale, both she plays of them, Veronica, both of them from Riverdale. Oh, who's the Charles other one? Melton was the replacement for Reggie. Oh, because the uh, the fir- original Reggie right? moved to the Thirteen Reasons Why. Exactly. Replacement Reggie was a fox. Yeah. They're no longer together. I say was. I don't know why I'm saying this past tense. He's still alive. He's just not with Camilla <laughs> Mendes anymore. Exactly. 
quite a while ago, I guess it must have been our Captain Marvel episode, we talked about Brie Larson and how she was engaged to the guy from Phantom Planet, and I think you started singing California because that's I mean, what you would yeah. do. <laughs> that sounds like me. That tracks. <laughs> uh, and I have a theory about this, actually. And I noticed it, I guess, most recently with Antony from Queer Eye. It's like the fame effect on relationships. Like, Brie Larson has been famous. Yeah. For a while. She's been, you know, she's been, known. she's been known. She's been in a lot of movies. She won an Oscar. She was in a fucking, the movie about the seven ex-boyfriends and girlfriends. Yes. Seven uh, Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. The world. She was his ex, Scott Pilgrim's ex. Yes. But that movie kind of flew under the radar. Like it was known in some circles, but mostly not known. It was known in, in my circles. circles. Well, exactly. Yeah. But yeah, you wouldn't be like, oh my god, Brie Larson from Scott Pilgrim. No one is like Chris Evans from Scott Pilgrim, you know? <laughs> he wasn't that! Oh my god, there's so many famous people there in Scott so Pilgrim. There's so many famous people in that movie. But. I should start doing that. Chris Evans from Scott Pilgrim? Yeah, Because exactly. I do Amy Adams from Smallville. Oh. Amy Adams from Smallville? She was also in Veronica Mars. Yeah. Was she in Veronica Mars or was that? Remy Malek from Gilmore Girls? He was in one episode. Oh. He had one line. Fair enough. But the fame effect, when people all of a sudden get really, really famous and their relationships, like, of years end, I think mm. it's just a really interesting phenomenon. I think your reality literally changes. Yeah. And it's not likely that a relationship can survive that in general. Didn't for them. Yeah. Didn't for Anthony and his boyfriend. Mm. Anna Camp. Wait, is, is Tan Francis still married, though? Yeah. Thank God. The rest of them are still Thank are still married. I th- but Antony was like, you know, the the I don't want to say the hot one. Look, everyone's searching after Antony. He is he's a very attractive man. Everyone on, on that show looks great. Yes. Antony is the hot one. Yes. Okay. If you had to pick one hot one, you would say Antony. Yeah. But you know, people have different tastes. People have different tastes. A lot of people will be like Karamo's the hot yeah, one. A yeah. lot of people will be like, um, you don't know what you're talking about. Tan's the hot one. Like. Any one of them could be the hot one, depending on who you are. But I feel like, on average, Most Anthony is the hot one. And which is why he gets a pass with his <laughs> guacamole. Half-ass. <laughs> half-ass cooking advice. Whew, okay. Accessible recipes. That's what it is. You know, you know just like low lift, low effort <laughs> recipes presented to you. And this just like silky voice where he just sounds so wholesome it's very pretty but him and his boyfriend of many years no longer he's with someone else now but mm. i mean yeah you just laid to... on your feet after that no anna camp and skylar astin this was another one that bummed me out they are no longer married skylar astin and anna camp met during pitch perfect the first one anna camp from true blood i did not watch True Blood, but I will take your word for it. What else was she in? Besides Pitch Perfect? Yeah. Because uh, she's like the main girl that's not Britney Snow. Right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She's and, great. Yeah, she's hilarious. Yeah, she is funny. She was on Mindy Project for mm-hmm. a while, and then they wrote her off. But she's been in yeah other, other things. I don't really know what Skylar Astin has been doing, but he was originally... Not famous. Famous is a strong word. But he, I think, originated one of the characters in Spring Awakening, along with Leah Michelle and Jonathan Groff and John Gallagher Jr. 
he was like the main guy in Pitch Perfect that's not the guy from The Politician? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. And is, isn't the guy from Workaholics either? I don't, I've never seen Workaholics. He's like the romantic male lead that Anna Kendrick ends up with in Pitch Perfect? Yes, exactly. Okay. Yes. Now that we've done that IMDb tour around, <laughs> so they're around no my brain. together. Pete Davidson and Kate Beckinsale. I, I, honestly, I mean, that was only ever a fling, of right? Of course. I almost didn't put this good for Kate, on the good list, for Pete. but also not good for Pete. I mean, have you ever dated Kate Beckinsale? No, I'm saying fuck Pete Davidson. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. But like, not actually fuck him. Look, I think he's just as bewildered as the rest of us. Like what? 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 What happened to Kate Beckinsale? What happened to Kate her? Kate Beckinsale wanted some twenty-six-year-old dick, and she got it. Good for her. Yes, but she can get better twenty-six-year-old dick with the same name recognition. Probably. That she's knows what it's like stunning. to date Ariana Grande. Okay, well that's kind of a unique. I think experience. Ariana Grande was a big resume builder for me. Oh, he was. He would not have gotten anyone he has gotten yeah. since without good, that stamp I mean, of good work, Ariana. Because approval. now people would want to date. Pete Davidson just for the story. And he's kind of cuckoo pants. I hope he stays healthy and well. I wish him the best. But I agree. And I'm not even talking about his mental health at all. I would be the last person to make any sort of judgment on that. He has Look, just we're displayed all struggling. some really out there unfortunate behavior yeah. in life professionally. I wish him a strong circle of friends. So we'll we'll see what happens. I mean, even SNL is making fun. You know, it's just oh yeah, whatever. And then lastly, Bradley Cooper and whoever he was dating slash married to, and Lady Gaga and her fiance. <gasps> and honestly, okay, so I remember I remember hearing some of the like Lady Gaga, Bradley Cooper. You know, look, they are up in each other's business. They were up in each other's business. They're like nuzzling each other's necks. Yes. Yes, they were. And it's very unclear now, looking back, how much of that was performative. I think some of it was performative, but I think they definitely did it at least once. Yeah. If I had to speculate. Good for both of them. But cheating is bad. Don't do that. Cheating is bad, but live your life. (laughs) (laughs) Cheating is bad. You should respect your partners enough to be honest with them about the level of monogamy that you want. But who among us would turn down a chance to make out with Lady Gaga? I thought you were going to say Bradley Cooper, and I was, I was going to raise my hand. Down, I would turn down a I would 100% turn down Bradley Cooper. But again, for the story, I would make out with Lady Gaga for sure. Oh, and I would of just, course. I would just hope that my partner understood. Probably. I can see that. Okay, so those were some of the couples we gained, some of the couples we lost. And we will come back to our, like, best of 2019. But first, we watched... High School Musical, the musical, the series. Yes, which is a great (laughs) title. And I want to unpack that for those of you who are unfamiliar. I would love for you to do that. High School Musical, as we all know, is a musical about high school released as a Disney Channel original movie. Yep. In like 2007, 8, 9? I remember. 2009. No, it was before that for sure. 2008? Because I thought it came out when I was 13. I believe 14. Okay. So like 2007? 2006, yeah. 2006. Okay. Look, High School Musical came out when I was in high school. Period. It came out when you were in middle school. 
2006? January was this... of 2006. January, okay, yeah. okay, okay. So very end of eighth grade. Mm-hmm. You know, the primer of what high school is like. It did maybe shape our perception of what high school is about. Absolutely. You know, if you were in class of 2010, like high school musical is like, okay, this is what high school is. Anyway, but it was filmed. Uh, it takes place. It is set at a uh, high school called East High School. And in the movie, uh, it's like, wildcats, woo! And they are in, uh, I believe, Albuquerque, New Mexico, yes. or like some southwestern place. So that's a thing. Mm-hmm. And it had a huge cultural impact. There's multiple sequels. Yes, like there are two sequels. You know, when I say, Lita, what time is it? Like, what goes through your head? Summertime! It's our vacation. That's from High School Musical 2, though, right? It is from High School Musical yeah. 2. Yeah, so iconic. Iconic. Um, if I say the words bet on it. Bet on it, bet on it, bet on it. <laughs> so, love it. It's fun. It's it's just, it's a joy. Um, Are you talking about the movie or the show right now? Or... I'm talking about High School Musical. Okay. And its impact and what sets up the context for the show. Perfect. Which is called High School Musical, the musical, the series. Because mm-hmm. it is a series about a fictional high school that is actually set in the high school where they filmed high school musical so keep up with because it's a little bit meta (laughs) it's set at the salt lake city high school east high school where they filmed Mm -hmm. scenes from high school musical so it's like a fiction within a fiction here Mm -hmm. uh and these kids who go to this high school where you know 15 years ago 10 years ago 13 years ago, whatever. Uh, <laughs> however long 2006 was. 14 years ago. Yeah. Um, you know, when they were babies, <laughs> these kids. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It, that's the legacy of their high school. And so this mysterious drama teacher appears and is like, we're going to put on a high school musical musical. We're going to perform high school musical as our school musical. Mm-hmm. And it's a series about that fictional happenstance. And I'll tell you what, it's a delight. Because it kind of it kind of draws a little bit from like American Vandal if you've watched that documentary style mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, they have like cutaways, um, things like that. They got the, a little bit of like you know shaky camera work to imply yeah. a camera crew, but just like in the office, like the, you're not actually supposed to understand that there's a camera crew the whole Mm-mm. time. It's just sort of a, a pastiche. Is how we're understanding the the plot here, because um, they never acknowledge that there's a camera. No. Or, you know, actually, it's a lot like Glee, because Glee has those cutaways, too, doesn't it? At least in the first couple episodes. Yeah. Rachel Berry talks to camera. I feel like they... But it's never meant to feel like a mockumentary I think more it's a voiceover than it is, like, a direct talk to camera. Like, it's B-roll while they're doing a voiceover. So, like, this is the mood board for this show. American Vandal. Meets Glee. Glee. uh, High School Musical, clearly. It's... It's... You know, the characters are Gen Z, but it's clearly written by millennials because a lot of people be like, mm, hashtag blah, 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 which Gen Z does not use those that lingo. Like, no. that's a millennial thing. Um, and it also is kind of over, too. It's, like, overplayed. And I made this comment during the show. People would say, oh, no, that's, like, that's like low-key this and that. They wouldn't say, like, that's hashtag this and that. Mm. I believe, based on my observations on TikTok, um, which is the only way I understand teens. Um, so yeah, it's, it's great. Um, the, you set up, it's set up, you have your leading lady. What is her name? Her name is Nini. Oh, Nini, which I think, you know, if your name is Nini, good job. 
living life. It must be hard. She has gone to theater camp over the summer. Um, and that kind of was a dramatic period in her life because right before she left for theater camp, her boyfriend of one year uh, wanted to quote unquote take a break. After she said, I love you. She said, I love time. you in a beautiful, actually beautiful song that she sung on her ukulele and posted on Instagram and showed him. And he's like, eh, I want to take a break. He chickened out. He did. Look, and I get this a lot of pressure, but also you've been dating for a year. A like, lot of pressure. You've been dating for a year, but it's very obvious that his parents have had marital issues for a really long time. Oh, sure. I see that. But anyway. And he's, what, 15, 16 yeah. at that point? Surprise. That is not a good age for boys. <laughs> no. It's a bad no. age. No. Uh, look, the good age for boys is 35. Least, yeah. It's much <laughs> later than you think it, it could even possibly be twice this guy's age is like getting there. he's gonna have another whole lifetime of being like clueless but look whatever it is what it is his name is ricky yes which i think also i don't know any person in real life named ricky it's a very like disney name ricky which Martin. makes sense because this Just whole kidding. thing is on yeah. disney plus it is on disney which plus. lita started a, uh, a free trial a hey. trial um yeah and so to ricky's surprise Nini finds a new boyfriend at theater camp, With which I'm like, yeah, I could have called that. name. Good God. EJ. EJ. Uh, short for ejaculation, probably. <laughs> what kind of name is that? If your name is EJ, I'm sorry. I don't it think anyone's name is EJ. I don't what think. What is it short for? They're in Salt Lake City. Is it like Emmanuel Jebediah? <laughs> is it something Irish? Because his cousin is Ashling. Oh my God. Ashlyn. 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 Oh, well then, who knows? Because that's just kind of like white fuckery kind of a name. Emmett Jasper. He's just E.J. Edward Jacob. I mean, I... <laughs> Twilight, lol. Yeah. I was waiting for you to notice the Twilight <laughs> references I was making. I don't think they ever... At least nowhere where I'm seeing on the internet. Maybe they... it'll be a season two reveal. Maybe. But also, who cares? Yeah. But also, anyway. it's not a real name. As I mentioned, he has a cousin named Ashlyn who's pretty cool. She's got like curly red hair and yes, sings really well and plays the piano. Mm-hmm. And they're all trying, they all go to the same high school and they're all trying out for this play, High School Musical, The Musical, mm-hmm. uh, with the new drama teacher whose nom de plume stage name is apparently Jen Jennifer. <laughs> is that it? Jen Jennifer? And she has a rivalry with a robotics teacher whose name I do not remember. Um, but he's kind of like the coach Sue in this situation. He's like, I'm like suspicious of you, Jen, Jennifer, <laughs> and I'm pet pissed that like your musical is stealing talent from my robotics team because I need 12 students to go to China, you know, for this whatever program. And, uh, I just really, like, you commented that you really like that there's a rivalry between drama and robotics, which makes more sense than a rivalry between drama and cheerleading or drama and basketball, basketball if we've, as we've seen in the past. It makes infinitely more sense yeah as someone who did both yeah so surprise surprise ricky our spurned uh pathetic lover uh with great eyebrows with excellent eyebrows which is how you know he's a leading man tries out for the musical to impress uh his ex nini mm-hmm. uh and try to win her back from the arms of ej which is, you know, kind of echoes of High School Musical, because for some reason, Zac Efron needed to try out for the musical to impress Vanessa Hudgens. Or well, yeah. and that was the 
a that was a line. There are some lines where I'm like, wait, did the people who wrote the show actually watch High School Musical? Because they say <laughs> I think things some that of them did and some of them didn't. Yeah, but yeah, like Lita can fully fact check any High School Musical fact that they cite on this show. And sometimes they're wrong. Like when they said Troy Bolton would never be late. He was late. He that was In, the whole canonically, point of his he's audition. Late. Yeah. He was hiding behind the janitor's cart in the background, <laughs> watching the auditions. And after everyone had auditioned, he decided that he wanted to also audition. Great. He was late. So, yes, Troy Bolton, canonically, is always late. The show is wrong. Yeah. <sighs> okay, I want to play a game where you're going to guess how old the primary actors are. Starting with... Ricky. Ricky. Those mm-hmm. eyebrows. He still has some acne that we've noticed, but it's covered yep. very well because of the Disney makeup budget. Uh, and probably. He had, I, I noticed he has very defined collarbones. Yes, which means that he's been able to he's spend time skinny. in a workout regimen. Yeah. But it also seems like he's like been a theater kid since he was five. Like that comes through in his acting. Um, I think. Yeah. I'm going to say 21. He's 18. Ew. Okay. Moving on to Nini. How okay. old is Nini? Nene. She's got... <laughs> Nene. <laughs> um, she's got a lot of teeth. <laughs> I haven't seen her in anything else, but also I am out of touch with Disney lately, being a 27-year-old. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say she's 19. 16. Oh, she's a actual baby yeah she plays her actual age she's a baby yeah she plays her actual age which is so unusual yeah like so ridiculously unusual okay what about the oh my gosh what's her name um sophia wiley who plays gina the girl in the fabulous sequined dress yeah the transfer student who comes in and honestly should have been cast as gabriella because she was so good at dancing and so She's good at fair. singing. But Gabriella doesn't dance. Like, Nini made such a valid point. That's Gabriella fair. does not dance. That's fair. But she's the most talented one. She's a sophomore. She should have been Sharpay. She's got a chip on her shoulder. She's got something to prove. And she's kind of like the Sharpay of this show. She is. Because she's a little bit antagonist, but you still sympathize with her because she's so talented. Just mm-hmm. like Sharpay. Yeah. She feels young to me. I'd say she's 18. 15. What the fuck? I know. Yeah. I know. Oh my god. Okay. What about EJ? The infamous, the infamous EJ. Look, these are people who in their high school careers, they're young enough that they probably don't even know what like the Teapot Dome scandal is. They've never even heard of it. Have they read Great Gatsby? Maybe not. Mm. You know, the Crucible, what's that? Well, did they actually go to real school? No, Debatable. they have tutors, but they just haven't covered yeah. this curriculum yet cuz they're so goddamn young. Mm. How old do you think he is? Oh, EJ? Mm-hmm. We're just going to do one more after this uh, He's, one. like, 17. He's 21. Really? Yeah. Which makes sense. Did you, you weren't really paying attention during the shirtless scene, I will say, even though oh, I said no. gratuitous shirtless scene. You were still on your phone. When was this? I what was the concept? It was after he got hit in the face by the basketball. Okay, and he had to take his shirt off because he got blood, blood on, on his on shirt. It. Yeah. And I think, yeah, they wouldn't make a minor do that. He had, Well, and he had arm definition that an 18-year-old probably would Did he have veins have in his arms? I wasn't paying attention to the veins. I was looking at his Why biceps. aren't you paying attention to the veins, Lita? So, well, veins have more to do with How fat percentage. You are, no. Fat it's, percentage. It was something. It was something I learned from my scum-of-the-earth ex-boyfriend, who was a nationally ranked runner. Mm. He said... He ran for Princeton, and when people came back from summer vacation, he said you would pay attention to how veiny 
your like competitors were mm-hmm. on the team because that would say how much they'd trained because of how um interesting much lower their body fat percentage was interesting that's what he said i'm not saying this is you know it's locker room talk science but that is what he told me and he was a nationally ranked runner so in this case i will believe him just one more frankie rodriguez mm-hmm. who plays our fave the choreographer oh i love him yes we love him 22 23 that was close Ah. that was really close good job so the ages definitely range but not as dramatically as you might expect like again in the oc ben mckenzie played a 16 year old as a 26 year old no there's nothing that i don't know egregious Mm -hmm. in high school musical the musical yeah people look like teens they do for the most part they do look like teens i'll say ej doesn't necessarily look like a teen it, or it looks like the one teen who was in, like, ROTC and, like, worked out all the time, you know? Yeah. Or the guy who was on, you know, the basketball team and yeah, drama team. Whatever. But they don't, like, they look more like teens than KJ Appa does. And KJ Appa's not that old. No, but KJ Appa's jacked. Yeah. He, he works out three times a day. fucking jacked. So, you know, he does not look like a child. Well, and he is Samoan and has all of those tattoos. Like, it's true. there are some, which I guess they cover up on Riverdale, but... I haven't seen his tattoos. I'll have to look it up. He has. He definitely has That's tribal impressive. tattoos. I want to see. Okay, I'm looking at the other notes that I made. Oh my gosh. Yeah, my pet peeve. When stupid EJ brought a basketball to, to audition. audition and just held it. But he was singing the start of something new, which has nothing to do with basketball yeah. at all. It was not like he was doing Get Your Head in the Game. Get he your, was get your head in the not game. doing Get Your Head in the Game. <laughs> <laughs> but he was just holding a basketball and wearing a Troy Bolton jersey. Yeah. I was like, there is... A thing as a, like a try hard. You are being a try hard Yeah, right which now? doesn't impress at an audition. Like we were actively encouraged at my high school theater to just like wear black, very plain, unassuming clothes mm. and just show up and show off your talent. Like don't try to like play anything up because it just comes off as funnily enough performative. Yeah. <laughs> so. No, but actually. And immediately, like immediately after the auditions, the cast list is posted. So obviously. Which they even comments about. She's well, like, no, that's what I was going to say. I was like, oh my gosh, isn't that so fast to be posting the cast list? Cut to the drama teacher like, being I'm like. I'm not like other drama teachers. I'm going to post right away. When you know, you know. Yeah. Whereas like my drama teacher was like infamous for like taking his fucking time. No, really? And like it would be like the day before the first rehearsal and he would post the fucking cast list. That's which I think bullshit. at that point you're just a procrastinator. Like, make, you know. make a call. Like, you, you know. Yeah. <laughs> or you have to make a decision. Yeah. Other things that I wrote down. Oh, yeah. Nini has moms. Moms. Her moms. Her two moms. Which we've seen one of them. We've, this might be the gayest thing Disney has ever created. Intentionally. Intentionally gay. I guess I should say. There's a fair amount of, like, explicitly gay representation. There's yes. our choreographer, Boo. And he asked out his farmer love, who's playing a Sharpay, um, and they both show up in suits to Is the dance. Is he actually playing Sharpay, though? Yeah. Oh. And I don't know if it's, like, Sharpay as a man, or he's, like, playing Sharpay, uh, like, the way that John Travolta played the mom in Hairspray. Mm. Like, I don't know. Yeah. We'll find out. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's exciting, and they seem really into each other. We haven't seen the other mom. No, we haven't seen the other mom. But we've seen one mom. Mm-hmm. There's been a reference to there being two moms. Multiple references. Um, and she has a Salt Lake City Pride shirt 
that she lent to Ricky right. when he stayed at their house because his parents are splitting up and he doesn't want to be near them right now. Sad times. Tough it for is. Ricky. It is sad times. The skateboarder who only has one friend. Okay, I will say, in his defense, him and Nini were together for a year. Chances are he spent a lot of time at her house. And no time Especially if his friends. parents were going through a lot of family stuff. I can see it. it and yet he couldn't say, me. I love you. Okay, I didn't say he wasn't emotionally stunted, Anne. I didn't say he was evolved. I just said that he was probably oh, more comfortable at Nini's house than he was anywhere else because this he spent kid. a lot of time with her moms and probably developed some sort of like parental attachment to them because yeah. his own parents were probably kind of distant as they were getting ready to get divorced. At 36, he's going to write a great memoir about how shitty he was as a teen. There you go. But he's not being anywhere as shitty as EJ is being. EJ stole uh, Nini's phone and stalked her, like, archived uh, videos on Instagram and found the video, which was very personal, of her playing on the ukulele and saying I love you to her ex. And I'm like, scum. And then deleted, deleted the, the voicemail, voicemail that, that Ricky her. left her. And which was actually kind of a funny flashback for me because that is a direct... Uh, plot line from The Good Wife, oh. where Eli, Alicia's husband's campaign manager, deletes a voicemail to Alicia from her like illicit boothing in the office, Will, mm. who was saying like, fuck the police, let's try this, I know it's reckless and it might end really poorly, but like, I love you and we should do it. And Eli deletes the voicemail. Wow. It was like the way lower stakes version of that. I want to believe that's the only reason I've ever been left on red by romantic interests is because, you know. Their campaign manager said <laughs> Somebody jealous came in and deleted my, that's my, fair. my text. Yeah, EJ is a shady, shady individual. He may have poisoned someone at he theater did. camp. Well, poison might be, he, mm, what's the best way? He definitely sabotaged someone at drama camp. So Nini was the understudy. And the girl who was supposed to have the main role in whatever musical they were doing got sick. Look, if you alter somebody's food intake to the point where they get sick, that is poisoning. It's a crime. It's That's straight up a crime. It's assault for sure. But he did that in the so name of. So I'm concerned of... that EJ may be like Loki, a psychopath, and I didn't say hashtag psychopath. I said he, Loki, he a is psychopath. Loki, a psychopath, or just kind of an idiot. I don't know. Teenage Look, boys. You can be both. You can. You can. Yes, you can absolutely be both. One comical moment: the drama teacher. It's. This is actually very funny now because they're referring to items from the movie as memorabilia, which is just, I don't know, kind of jarring to me. I mean, I guess that was like half my life ago. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, she pulls out a uh, Blackberry. Looks like, it looks like a Blackberry, yeah. It's got she pulls out a Blackberry and she was it. like, this was Gabriella's phone <laughs> from the high school musical movie. And before she says that, someone is like, is that a garage door opener? Yeah. Oh, my. Oh, boy. Uh, can you tell everyone the airplane mode line? Oh, yeah. So she, uh, the drama teacher, Ms. Jen Jennifer, uh, is explaining that she, the reason why she has uh, a rule that is phones must be put away during rehearsal. She's like, I'm putting these kids on airplane mode so they can fly. 
And I really like that. That's a good line. I really like no, that. I'm, a... I'm going to put that like in my lexicon. I'm going to start whipping that out. It's a really good line. I'm going to I'm gonna be like, oh, sorry. I got to put my plane on airplane mode so I can fly. The reason we ended up watching High School Musical, the musical, the series, was because in my Discover Weekly this week, it recommended <laughs> a song from High School Musical, the musical, the series. Was it the one where it's like, it, has, it hasn't happened yet. No. No, 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 no. Okay, can you have a little bit more faith in me, Anne, please? <laughs> I like that song. It's I mean, I do too, but I said it was a bop, yeah. and that's not a bop. No, that's not a bop. But it had a song from the series, and I was, you know, kind of like bopping along to it, and I was like, ooh, this is kind of a jam, and I looked it up, and it was from High School Musical, the series, and I was like, of course Look, it is. Discover Weekly knows you. It's like, Discover Weekly knows me a little oh, too well you like, sometimes. you like Darren, Chris, and the Jonas Brothers? Well, we have something that you may be interested in. Oh, you listened to that song from The Greatest Showman over and over? Oh, guess what? I did do that. You did. I know you did. You told me on the podcast. <laughs> The Greatest Showman had a really good soundtrack. I'm sorry it was a really shitty movie, but yeah. it had a really good soundtrack. And it's like Efron and Zendaya. Exactly. Exactly, Zac Efron bringing it back around. Oh my god, I love it. But overall, this series has been delightful so far. It is much more progressive than I was expecting it to be. It's good clean It fun. is way gayer than I was expecting it to be. I was joking with Anne saying... Like, MCU has been like, we are introducing the first gay character, and it's just, you know, someone it's the mentioning. talking about his boyfriend. N- well, Fuck no, off. it was, yeah, in a group therapy Fuck scene. off. That was, you know, maybe three seconds long. Fuck off! And then Star Wars apparently was like, we have a gay kiss, and I Cowards. heard that, that was just very momentary and, like, in the background. If it's not this a gay is, kiss between Poe and Finn, it doesn't or count. alternatively... Poe and Kylo Ren. I don't want to fucking see it. I don't fucking care. That's fair. One, Poe and Kylo Ren, ex-boyfriends. Poe and Finn, current boyfriends. I love Poe and Finn. There's some great fans. That's all there is to say about that. Yes. But they're saying, oh, look at the strides we're making in LGBTQ representation. But high school musical. Congrats. You've caught up to 1975. but. But this is actually gay. Like, this yeah. is actually gay. They've caught up to 1992. Ooh. But, no, no. But I'm going to give... Okay, I'm not going to give Disney more credit, but I am going to appreciate that it reflects the premise of our podcast, which is that this media that's being targeted to the youths is way gayer than the media that's being presented to the general audience. Yeah, yeah. And to the older, older population. And I get it. Absolutely. Again, this podcast wouldn't exist if that were not the case. That's been our whole thesis. But can you stop patting yourselves on the back for bullshit gay representation Mm -hmm. and actually celebrate the representation you're making real? Yeah. And my thinking is that like, as millennials, like dominate the workforce, we're seeing more and more like gay as fuck writers rooms. Yeah. And they're like, well, we're going to put the gay content in whether it's explicit or not. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like, we know what our people understand. Uh, Having read the fanfic, you know, there was only one pay. So it's going to read gay no matter what. And you might as well make it full gay. Might as well make it full gay. Which is why I want Nini's best friend to date that costume designer because I'm just getting mad vibes from that. They have a rivalry. It's behind the scenes. and like, But like those hair clips and that sweatshirt. There's definitely, some, there's definitely some potential there. There's something there. Okay. Is there anything else you would like to say about High School Musical, the musical, the series? It's a delight. 
Mm -hmm. I plan to continue watching it. We are going to continue watching it after we finish recording. We're going to binge it. Um, if you're a fan of High School Musical, you'll probably like this. Uh, if you liked the first season of Glee, you'd probably also yeah, like this. Yeah, absolutely. And if you're like, I want to see something that's like American Vandal, but silly. You'd and like musical. This. Yeah. Yeah. It's a fun, it's a fun show. It is like Glee for Gen Z. Yeah. I see that. And, you know, we have only watched a little bit less than half of the series, but I can definitely see room for it to continue to grow as Glee mm, did. Mm-hmm. Okay. Also, by the way, I did actually know somebody because uh, the drama teacher, Ms. Jen Jennifer, claims to have been a background dancer in High School Musical, and I actually did know an extra who was in High School Musical, too. She was in the pool scene, and she did some swaying back the and forth. The first pool scene. The first not... pool scene. Lita wants me to clarify. It's the scene, presumably, when Sharpay is doing her musical number, not yeah. the later dance number where randomly, like, Miley Cyrus shows up. Yeah, no, it was before that. It was yeah. the first one. Also, High School Musical 2 is the best high school musical. Fight me. Look. I'm not, I'm not directing that What time that is you. it? What time is it? Summertime. Summertime. It's our vacation. The last thing I want to say is that I was listening to our main character, Nini, sing a song on her bed mm-hmm. um, as she was reflecting on her troubled relationships. Yep. And it goes like, I just want love the last. And I was like... Wait, what is this song? I know the song. Who sings this? And it's from, the, it's original to this show. But what I didn't realize is that it's the song I've been hearing incessantly because it's a TikTok meme. Okay. And the format of the TikTok meme can go two ways. Either um, it's a very sincere, uh, I just want to love the last. It's like about you and like your significant other. It makes me want to fucking puke. It's too sweet. Whatever. Good luck, everybody out there. Um, but then the other one that I think is very funny is that the format is like, oh, like my mom my dad my grandpa like going to bed thinking i'm like home in bed safe at like a friend's house at a sleepover and they're just like sleeping very peacefully and then it's just like and then it's like cuts to them actually being like passed out on the roof at a party or you know uh, off doing whatever and i think that the comic timing in those tiktoks is very good so um this is the first of perhaps many instances of me over explaining a tiktok meme uh on this podcast uh look forward to it i am not complaining again that is a realm of youth culture that you are covering exclusively so you're not allowed to stop (laughs) because i cover a lot of ground but i don't cover that particular ground so i need you holding down the fort in that area we are about to move to best of 2019 and we're going to choose some of our own categories we may be inspired by some of the teen choice award categories and then we're also going to reflect a little bit on vodka lemonade stands uh, our pod year of 2019 oh yeah you're wearing the vodka lemonade stands i am wearing the vodka lemonade limited stand edition merch it's a limited great to sweatshirt. two sweatshirts it is a really good sweatshirt uh and also i will be intermittently scrolling through my tumblr likes because i forgot that that is a segment and i'm sure there's something relevant to high school musicals somewhere in here all right, best of 2019. Would you like to start with music, TV, or movies? You pick. I pick. Okay, first thing I have is best song and or artist. Okay. When you think 2019, or when Spotify tells you, and this is what you listen to <laughs> in 2019, what did what did Spotify tell you? Oh, what did Spotify tell me? Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. I really can't remember. Uh, 
Because they told you in both the decade and the year. Mm-hmm. And I remember being like, one of those, like, oh, yeah, for sure. And the mm-hmm. other one, like, no, I don't fucking think so. Mm. But no, I, now that I remember, it told me that I listened the most to this artist called Girl in Red, all lowercase, mm. which tracks because she sings about crushes she has on girls, like, exclusively. Sure. Um, so, yeah. I listen, If you haven't listened to Girl in Red, go for it. Is she the best? I don't know. I think she had a... She had a TikTok meme, so I'm going to say, yeah, why not? I like that perspective. My most listened to artist of 2019 was Maren Morris, which mm, was very classic. appropriate because in 2017, it was also Maren Morris. Mm, in 2018, consistent. it was Charlie Puth. Chances are in 2020, 2020, it will also be Charlie Puth yep. and or Harry Styles, depending on if Charlie Puth comes out with a new album, he's, he's which he's hopefully due. does. Also, I don't think... We recorded since this happened, but Anne and I are seeing Harry Styles in concert in August of 2020. What up? Jazzed. You. Jazzed about it. Motor Center. Harry Styles. How are our seats? Are they just wherever? Oh, they're like comparable to our Jonas Brothers seats. Yeah. Good. We'll make friends with some... Moms. I honestly don't know what to expect from the audience of a Harry Styles concert. Like... It's a bit all over. I feel like it's honestly, it might be a lot of like our peers, like twenty five to twenty eight. Fingers crossed. The other two concerts made me feel old. Jonas Brothers and Shawn Mendes made me feel old. Indeed. Okay, while we were while we're on the subject of music, I'm just going to throw choice pop song, and I'm going to give you the options, and you're going to vote for which one you think. Thank you. Next. Dancing with a Stranger, I Don't Care, Never Really Over, Sucker, and Sweet But Psycho. Which one do I like best? Yes. Uh, thank You, Next. I remember listening to it at the end of December when I was going through a hard time. Mm. Fuck that song. Cupid <laughs> Psycho. Sweet But Psycho? Yeah, Sweet But Sweet Psycho. Psycho. Cupid Psycho is a sticker, the one that had the, the bunny on it. Uh-huh. Cupid Psycho. Yeah. Sure. Ew. That's a, that's a 2004 flashback for you. But, um... Oh, she's swipe on a cycle. It's a great song. I had, I had, had, had three White song. Claws last night at my New Year's Eve party, and that song came on, and I turned to Lita, and I was like, I love this song. And she was like, I know you do. <laughs> and Cheryl was like, who sings this song? And I was like, Ava Max. Yeah, because I couldn't have answered that song. I, I don't know. It's the only song of hers that I know. So Thank You Next was the winner. I think I would also say Sweet But Psycho, because that oh, song... Oh, we're talking People's Choice? Yeah. Teen Choice? Teen Choice. We're definitely... T- Teen choice. Uh, the only other two I think that are interesting is choice male artist and choice female artist. Okay. The choices for male: Shawn Mendes, Khalid, Lil Nas X, Marshmello, Post Malone, and Ed Sheeran. Oh my god! Brendan Urie didn't even make the list after nah, all bro. that. Nah, after bro. all that, he's too old. Yeah, but High Hopes was big among the teens. High Hopes was big, but it also was big among the corporations. Yeah. But also, this is teen people's choice. But anyway, Lil Nas X. Okay. Without a doubt, best artist of 2019. Oh, sorry, I missed the winner. Sean Mendes was also on the list. He won. Well, he's well, you still, adorable. Would you still have picked Lil Nas X yes. over Sean? Okay. So Sean Mendes won, which, you know, no surprise. Okay. Choice female artist, Billie Eilish, Lauren, I can't say her last name from Fifth Harmony, Ariana Grande, Halsey, Taylor Swift, Cardi B. Billie Eilish. Billie Eilish is who won. Good. 
I don't know who I mean. I feel like, but the thing is, her big song right now is Bad Guy, but that's not her best song. No. Well, and I think that was her most recent big song, but that wasn't, wasn't, um. She had something on the Ocean Eyes was like her really big song. Ocean Eyes was on the, uh, Season one, 13 Reasons Why soundtrack. It was also in an episode of Shadowhunter. Yeah. Like, that made oh, the... Shit. It was a good song. It's good. And it's not as, like, weird and dark as Bad Guy. Yeah, Bad but, Guy's like, dark. weird and dark can be good sometimes. Oh, absolutely. But, but Bad I Guy... I like the one where she's like, my boy, my boy, my boy. It's fun. She has a lot of good songs. She does. She does. She's very young. She is a youth. She's she is probably freshly 17. Uh, yeah. 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 Right, right, right around that. Yeah. She's like finally allowed to drive people that mm-hmm. aren't in her immediate family around in a exactly. car, you know? But of those choice female artists, I think I would also say Billie Eilish, even though she's not necessarily my favorite, I value what she offers to the music industry. Yeah. And I'm like, woo, go Gen Z. Because that is Gen Z. Mm. Just because they're a teenager doesn't mean they're a millennial. That's not how things work. The last... My boyfriend Justin mentioned this last night. The very last 90s kid is no longer a teen. And also, most... Okay. The youngest millennials are like 22, 23, 24. A lot of people say the millennial generation ended in 1996. Yeah, I support that. So... 23. They're not teens. They are actually they quite, haven't been quite far from being teens. They've been able to vote for five years. Millennials who, like, good God, who went to college fully have a degree. Yeah, absolutely. Who went to a four-year out of high school that you have a degree now. Okay, we are switching to TV. What was your 2019 TV show, Anne? There's so many. I know, but you have to pick one. Oh, my God. I know. And if it helps, I can tell you any of the Teen Choice Award categories well, and or... yeah, refresh my memory of 2019 Okay, that. so some of the choice drama TV shows, Riverdale, Good Trouble, Pretty Little Liars, The Perfectionist, The Resident, Runaways, and Start. That's a Pretty really... Pretty Little Liars is still on? Really? No, 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 no. Pretty Little Liars, The... Pers- the oh. Pretty Little Liars, The Perfectionist is the spinoff. I didn't catch up with any of these. And also, I even, like... I didn't even finish Shadowhunters. I haven't finished Shadowhunters either. That's going to be on it's our It's a stain list. on the reputation of this podcast, I know. honestly. I'm so, well, and we're, like, we still have several seasons of the originals to go. There's just so much new media. It's really we hard for so us to keep Degrassi up. have so much Degrassi to watch. But there's a lot of Degrassi to watch. Uh, okay. And then there's also, you know, the reality shows, if that is an area you would like to go. No. No, I know what it is. Okay. What is it? The TV show 2019 uh-huh. is The Masked Singer. Yes! That, yes. Because it's fucking weird. Um, I believe it's inspired by a Korean show. Yes, it is. Um, the costumes are truly impressive. Um, the celebrities, they get to wear the costume. Not always as impressive. But, but much more impressive second season than they were first season. It's first true. season was lackluster. The judges... of them suck really bad. Yeah. Um, I think it should be a whole panel of just comedian judges. You do not need Robin Thicke. He's not adding anything to the conversation. Or humorous singers. Again, I would campaign for Kristen Bell. I think Kristen, like, someone like that would be a great judge. Robin Thicke has no business being there. Jenny McCarthy can fuck the fuck off. Jenny McCarthy has the least business being there. Take your bullshit and get off this goddamn stage. Yeah. 
Um, Dr. Ken can stay. Dr. Ken can stay. Um, Nicole Scherzinger. Nicole Scherzinger is... Whatever. Her guesses are dumb as hell. You know who should... Oh my gosh. Do you know who the perfect person to be on the panel next year is? Wayne Brady. Yeah. That would actually be so fun. That would make so much sense. Comedy. Singing. That's his entire fucking career. And, and he won this season. Yeah, he or won we the can Mass replace Singer. Nick Cannon. I don't like Nick Cannon either. That's fair. Nick Cannon bothers me less than the rest of them because they all talk more than he does. But he's like, Ugh. yeah, no, I don't like Nick Cannon either. But I take Nick Cannon over fucking Jenny McCarthy. Jenny McCarthy should be banned from TV. Yeah, for her anti-vax views specifically. Could not agree more. I think Mass Singer is a really great perspective on 2019 television yeah and it's a clue into like how we're all slowly going a little bit wildly insane yeah just a little bit you just gotta go with it yeah i completely agree i think mass singer i think even the people who work on the mass singer were surprised by how successful the mass singer was honestly i just really want to know who are you which is also the csi theme song it makes me feel weird every oh time really oh that's funny <laughs> But the second season contestants definitely leveled up from the first season. I mean, T-Pain was amazing. Joey Fatone. Love him. Solid. But very few other people on season one oh, this were... this aged football player who was on an insurance commercial once. Yeah, Ooh, no. I'm so impressed. But season two had some, like, legit, yeah. very legit people, including Fucking Wayne Brady. Seal? Fucking Seal, who didn't win. <laughs> Seal didn't win. <laughs> They guessed Seal, and I was like, there's no way that's fucking Seal. Like, Seal's too famous for this. But apparently, like, it's like his kids love the show, so he's like, I'm gonna do it for my kids, and I think that's gonna be their angle for getting people But on. also, more likely Seal than- they thought that Fox was Jamie Fox. That's that so fucking dumb. quite possibly the stupidest thing. That's so fucking dumb. But they had- they had really legitimate Patti LaBelle. Yeah. They had two people from the Cheetah Girls. And yeah. Again, like, talk all the smack you want. They're really good singers. Even though Raven Simone, we feel kind of iffy about as a human, but singing, singing, the singers, the quality leveled they had up. Chris Daughtry in the final two. Oh my god, he was so good though. He was really and good. The, the Rottweiler. Thing, the spooky thing was we were all like, we recognize yeah, that voice. Yeah, I, like, I know that. We voice. know I've that voice, but we don't know who it is. Chris Daughtry, and Chris then all Daughtry. of a sudden, it made sense. So season Bring three, back who knows what it has. It's coming up soon. Same with season two, uh, or not season two, sorry. The uh, following season of The Voice with Nick Jonas mm-hmm. as a coach, which Maggie and I are thrilled about. Can't wait. I think he's replacing Gwen, which thank God. God. Gwen to Stefani, I don't like no. her. No, 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 no. She's done. I I completely agree with that statement. And then, of course, very shortly, The Bachelor is going to be starting up with Pilot P. Pilot P. Which I'm not excited about, but I had I had a minute to reflect on this. We're never and, excited. And then after the first two episodes, we get excited. Well, see, the thing is, I was dreading Hannah's season. Yeah. I was dreading it. And it turned it. out, like, very entertaining. And it actually. turned out great. And I think that's the thing. When you have a boring lead, you have to cast the most just outrageous contestants because you have to make up that entertainment value Mm -hmm. that the that the lead can't offer Mm -hmm. right so the contestants are gonna be batshit i'm excited so and he's so like vanilla that i think they're kind of up on his dark side though i'm i'm he's like he's like a horny vanilla because he does carry condoms in his uh 
what is that called? Yeah, like he has like in his car. He has asexuality, and yeah. you can feel they it. They fucked four times in a windmill. In a windmill. Well, it was like a windmill Airbnb, but like same. Same. I mean, it was still a windmill. Four times. That's impressive. That's too many times. But if it's like your, if it's like you're probably your only chance for a long time, and you haven't had sex in a long but time. But then you have to like, go have okay. sex with two more people. She doesn't have to. Okay. Okay. You are being set up. The premise is that you are going to go on to have sex with two more people. Yeah. That's but like, also, like, it's been a while. Yeah, but, like, that's that's a lot for your downstairs region. That's all I'm saying. It's true. Hydrate. Sure. <laughs> okay. So, TV shows. I would also just like to throw in Ellie Tay. Ellie Tay, I think, was one of my 2019 highlights. What a show. Look, we talked about Ellie Tay. We talked about it. <laughs> it's probably my most memorable show of 2019. I mean, it, it came up and slapped you in the face. It, it came up and slapped you in the face. And I'm so excited that they're renewed for a third season. I can't wait to see what happens. Okay. Moving on to movie. And I can tell you some of the choice options. So there was obviously choice action movie. Avengers Endgame, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Bumblebee, Captain Marvel, Men in Black, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. There was also Choice Drama, Bohemian Rhapsody, Breakthrough, I don't even know what Breakthrough was, Five Feet Under, The Hate You Give to All the Boys I've Loved Before. I don't know that, that I would call that a drama. drama. Seems like it's kind a of a strong... I don't even know that I would call it a comedy, but it still seems like a kind of strong statement. And then um, some of the comedies, Crazy Rich Asians... Isn't it romantic? Pokemon Detective Pikachu, which we didn't see, but it was written by two of John Lovett's friends, mm. so it's still tangential. I heard it was good on my list. I heard it was good too. And Rita Ora's song from the soundtrack is a fucking jam. Excellent. So, when you think 2019 movie, what do you think, Anne? None of these. Okay. I don't know. I gravitate for book smart. Look, I know Lita, you have feelings. About I, Booksmart, I can't but say I book like smart. Booksmart. You know, you know, I can't <laughs> say book smart. Like, I mean, like, for, for the for the topics that this podcast covers, I think it's Booksmart. I think, personally, I think Midsommar was the strongest movie mm. of 2019, but this isn't a horror film podcast. This no. is about teens and high school, and Booksmart is that. I will say, I just saw Little Women, mm. which I strongly recommend. I have not read the book, I Is it okay? loved it. The Wait, is what okay? Have I not? I If you haven't read the book, it's completely okay. fine. If you're Have my you mom, yes, oh. I've read the book and I've seen the movie with Winona Ryder. Yeah. But unless you're my mom and you have a really hard time grasping the concept of flashbacks, you will understand what's uh, happening. No, I understand what flashbacks. Exactly. My is. mom was really struggling. <laughs> she was like, "Wait, when is this?" And I was like, "Oh my god." I it's like I had to tell my parents we were watching um, Breaking Bad and they were like, "Wait, what's going on? Like, where where is this happening?" And I was like. Oh, you can tell that they're in Mexico because everything is yellow. And, mm. like, that's how Mexico is conveyed sure. in, like, visual storytelling in a lot of mm-hmm. media. And they're like, oh, that's clever, Anne. And I'm like, no, it's just, no. like, it's mm-hmm. kind of a stupid thing that they do. Yeah. But, you know, you can tell. Um, so, yeah, flashbacks is the kind of thing yes. you can kind of take so, on. So, I'm going to say Little Women is definitely up there. Timothy Chalamet, Sir Ronan. You learned how to say her name on this podcast, probably. Um, Florence, I don't know how to say her last name. From Midsommar was oh, also she's a, in great. Little Women. Also dating Jake Gyllenhaal. I, no, she's not dating. She's dating Zach Braff. Oh, sorry, Jake Gyllenhaal. I did not mean to slander. 
Zach yeah, Braff. Jake what the Gyllenhaal fuck, Zach? would have been like vastly, vastly preferable fuck, Zach to Braff. Zach Braff. And she had the audacity to like throw shade on Instagram to someone who was like, uh, this is weird. He's old because he's almost twice her age. He's literally old. She's in her early 20s. He's in his early to mid 40s. I'm sorry. That's too big of an age gap. You say age is just a number. I'm sorry. I think that's too much. Look, age is a number, but there's such a thing as like life stage and you should be at a somewhat similar one. Age is just a number that kicks in when you're both like 30 or older. Yeah. Because if yeah. like a 32 year old is dating a 60 year old, I'm like, great. Have fun. Mm. I don't give a shit. I'm still like, he's going to die. Yeah, but, like, they know that. Yes. And it's definitely a he in that instance. Oh, like. we all know. <laughs> we all know. So, I thought Little Women was delightful. My dad loved it. My mom, it's not her thing, but she watched it. But the movie was very good. Emma Watson, whatever. Emma Watson was playing the most boring character, so there wasn't, you know, a yeah. lot there. But Fine. Timothy Chalamet and Saoirse Ronan being reunited, fabulous. And then the other thing, I'm actually looking at our previous episodes on our website, vonkaeliminatedstand.com, and the other movie I would like to bring up, which I don't think we actually ever covered because Anne didn't see it, but Fast and Furious, Hobbs and Shaw. No, I did not see this. I've only seen the first Fast and Furious. I know, I know. It's on our list, on our very long list, but Hobbs and Shaw was so fun. I watched it with my roommate, Nigel. He was watching it, watching it more for, like, irony reasons, and I was watching it more for, like, I actually enjoy this reasons. <laughs> but Jason Statham, The Rock, shenanigans, it was, like, all I could have ever wanted in a film. And then, of course, we suffered through Captain Marvel and Avengers Endgame this year as well. Actually, we said, we said goodbye to the first... What's the word I'm thinking of, Anne? The first phase of MCU? Yeah, and this is the year where I got, like, fully burnt out on Marvel content, and I'm, like, kind of over it now. Like, if, it, if there's no Spider-Man in the movie, I'm not seeing the movie, period. What about Black Panther? I might skip that one. Okay, I'll see Black Panther. Um, That's how burnt out I am. But we'll see Spider-Man for sure. We love, we love Tom Holland. Yes. He's a joy. Also, speaking of Jake Gyllenhaal. Okay. That was songs, TV shows, and movies. Are there any other highlights of 2019 that you would like to call out in this moment? 2019 was the year I got big into TikTok, and I'm so happy about it. That's all. That is very solid. In terms of vodka lemonade stand, so this year we have done approximately... This will be our 11th episode of 2019. Well, it's 2020, so we did 10 well, that's episodes true. in 2019. That's true. We did 10 episodes in 2019. And some of those included, you know, we started the year with the first Fast and Furious movie, mm -hmm. as Anne just mentioned. Kicked we off the year. watched you and I never finished it. And oh, I watched this. I binged it. the second season. Oh, how was it? Fine. Okay. Fair enough. We watched Sex Education, which was great. We I talked a lot about the Jonas Brothers Look. and watched the documentary and also Camp Rock. Love it. Great, great film. We watched Always Be My Maybe. We discovered Roswell, New Mexico. Mm -hmm. We watched The Politician and, of course, memorably, multiple seasons of Degrassi, The Next Generation. I fucking love Degrassi. So, in terms of our 2019 
vodka lemonade stand moments. Do you have any standouts? I like in the Degrassi storyline when the the Manny pregnancy mm-hmm. plot happens mm-hmm, mm-hmm. because I was waiting for you to like see that and see all the drama that unfolded and yeah. it was very satisfying. What are your standout moments? We'll go back and forth. My standout moments. I'm. 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 I have our website open right now for reminders because January 2019 feels like it was a really, really long time ago. It does. But back in March, we reported that the Jonas Brothers were back together, which again set up a fun, you know running theme where we saw the Jonas Brothers in concert. We watched Chasing Happiness. We watched Camp Rock. Mm-hmm. We listened to their album many, times. We covered many a times. lot of Joe Bro's content. We covered hashtag Nick and Priyanka. <laughs> Do they look cute together? Diplo yeah. moonlighting as a wedding videographer. <laughs> that was also very eventful. And I, you know, subjected Anne to lots of Jonas Brothers content for my birthday pod. So I think Joe Bros were a major theme this year i think also taylor swift and us choosing to reject most of her new content in favor of 1989 i just really i really appreciate that we're on the same page about that and this album i think was definitely better than reputation lover was way better than reputation but it was still no 1989 so look man it wasn't even red it wasn't even red, but 2019 did bring us Roswell, New Mexico, which mm-hmm. was another one of my favorite shows of the year, and I finished that without you. Oh, that's fine. Yeah. And finished you without me sometimes. Again, there's just so much content. We're always behind. So much. We're always behind. There's no way. There's no way to keep up, and I'm excited for the second season of Roswell, New Mexico this year. I'm excited for the next season of Sex Education this year. I am not excited, but curious about the sequel to after which i talked about i think on our most recent episode Mm -hmm. the one direction fan fiction bastardization that happened it stars um the girl who played caroline in vampire Uh diaries and i listen to her podcast sometimes so she was talking about being in the sequel of after i'm excited for the sequel to to all the boys I've loved before. Yes, yes, I, I love you. I read all the books last fall, and they're fun. They're really fun. We're gonna do an episode very soon after it drops in February, because what a wholesome, beautiful piece of content to all the boys I've loved before was. Yes, it was so pure. Even though Noah Centineo is now, he's not canceled. He's just sort of like on watch. Yeah. Yeah. Get it together, young gentleman. I think I think that's a good way to put it. Uh, another thing, and this came up actually last night, and I'm not going to, you know, go into a lot of detail, but we did, I think Anne's most famous rant on this podcast is her Johnny Depp, J.K. Rowling rant. That's, I was going to bring that up earlier mm-hmm. because Little Women got me to think about what I was reading instead of Little Women, which mm-hmm. was Harry Potter, Harry Potter over and over and over. And honestly, I should have just read fucking Little Women instead because J.K. Rowling is a transphobe, trash, mm-hmm. garbage human being. Yes, she is. And I've literally blocked her on Twitter and I muted her name. Good. 
I can't stand to see it anymore. In the depths, literally in the depths of my Tumblr likes, there was a post about JK Rowling. I'm going to read it to you now. Most fans, please creators, tell us more canon information, please. Harry Potter fans, we will pay you to stop. Shut the fuck up. Just go away, shut the fuck up and stop writing. Like nobody wants to hear it. Like that's how it feels. Because also people were like, what the fuck? Ever since she was just like, oh yeah, wizards used to just like take a dump wherever. And it's like, what made you think we wanted to know that? What made you think that that was good world building? Probably the same part of her brain that tells her that trans women aren't like actually women. And that like, there's only two sexes. Fuck off. Mm-hmm. Go to hell. Mm-hmm. Shut the fuck up. Could not agree more. She's a trash human. I have brexited her from my list of authors that I will read. I think that is great. Also, nothing else. Like, I read Casual Vacancy and it was like, It was not fine. great. It was fine. Also, God, Cursed Child sucked so bad. Oh, I didn't even read that one. I just heard it was like bad fan fiction. And I was like, don't worry. I know exactly where to find that for free. At least fan fiction would follow the rules of the universe that had previously been set up. She broke her time travel rules and it was shitty and stupid. And like, honestly, Cursed Child fucking sucks. She is shitty and stupid. So. And so is she. You know? Sucks to suck, bitch. And so to turfs. JK Rowling. If you're a turf, fuck off. You're not welcome. Don't listen to this goddamn podcast if you're a turf. I don't want to know you. I don't think you want to. I think you would. Shit for brains. It's bad. But you know what 2019 brought us? The second Harry Styles album. God bless. What a great album. We're going to listen to that after this. Lights Up. Great. Watermelon Sugar. Watermelon Sugar. Great. My favorite song and my dad's favorite song is Falling. Mm. Golden is also very good. Sunflower Volume 6. I don't understand the title of that song, but it is high up on is my it list. A reference to that poet? I don't know. What poet? The one who wrote Howl? I don't know. Tell me more. Uh, You're educating me. Live on the pod. Allen Ginsberg? I do know who Allen Ginsberg is. We're researching on the pod. Probably only because he was gay. Yeah, well, that's the only reason to know a poet. Allen Ginsberg, Walt Whitman, you know. Well, unclear. Allen Ginsberg wrote a poem called Sunflower Sutra. Okay. Maybe that has something to do with this. I don't know. <laughs> Could be a stretch. Could be a stretch. That's all I got. Fair enough. The album is great. Fine line. Harry Styles is our most unproblematic fave. I'm pretty sure. I feel really confident in saying that. Do not fuck up in 2020. I will kill you with my bare hands. Yeah. You are one of the only lights we have. So don't fuck it up. His episode of uh, James Corden's Late Late Show that Mm -hmm. he hosted was a delight. So luckily 2019 brought us Harry Styles, who, as Anne pointed out, I think on our last episode... He also released his second album on Taylor Swift's 30th birthday, which is just hilarious. It's hilarious. One of my favorite moments on the pod uh, in 2019 is when you told a story about how your first boyfriend dumped you while you were at camp. (laughs) And then we had to edit out half the story because we kept dropping his full name. And it's a unique enough name that we were like, no, I feel bad about that. We have to take it out. (laughs) This is the content you miss. Yeah. Along with the spicy spicy content uh but yes we did say his name 
multiple first multiple and last times. first and last. you know white boy names when you just say the first name it means nothing look his full name is pretty generic <laughs> white boy <laughs> that's true. that would be true. like that'd be like a pseudonym you'd make up for a very white bread character <laughs> i can see that i can definitely see that um i think our best episode title from this year. I think, is he cute or just tall? Is Oof, up there. I think about that all the time. For sure. Me too. Actually, one of my coworkers who has not listened Hashtag to our podcast, Adam Driver. probably who will never listen to our podcast, hopefully, but she did subscribe. So, hey, Susan. She thought that was hilarious. Choice. Which, you know, it is hilarious. I think this is my fan fiction injury, also up there. And Boomers Are Ruining Television, which was one I talked about for the people. Because Look. I agree Look. with that. Not enough people were being mean to boomers back when we said that, but now it's pretty much the norm, and I stand by it. Yeah. And, in, and it's not just television. On our next episode, I'm going to explain health insurance terms. We're running oh, out of yeah. time this I time. I still don't understand. It's 2020, and Anne still doesn't fully understand what a deductible is. We're going to talk about... Recently, I learned that a deductible is different than an out-of-pocket maximum, yes. and I'm angry about so, it. So, a deductible is the amount you pay until insurance starts kicking in and helping you with the cost. So, if your deductible is, I don't know, $800, you have to spend $800 out-of-pocket before insurance will start to kick in their 90%, 80%, 70%, whatever your insurance states is what they pay and then separately you also have an out-of-pocket maximum. separately you also have an out-of-pocket maximum because they're only paying a certain percentage they're paying most of the percentage this is a fucking scam we are are completely fucked but that's what a deductible is it's the amount you have to pay before insurance starts paying anything except under you know aca aca covers certain preventive you know, like your annual yeah. is always covered. And that sort of like preventive medicine is the separate. The system is BS. And if you don't have Medicare for all as one of your top priorities as a candidate, I don't take you seriously at all. Health insurance is complicated. But that's what a deductible is. It's a scam. It's another way to get scammed. Sure. Like, honestly, that's how I feel about it. I don't, I don't disagree with you. It is kind of absurd that we have deductibles and co-pays and out-of-pocket maximums and different levels of health insurance that are described as, you know, what we would normally consider Olympic medals to be. Uh, it's, you know, it's complicated. It's the, literally the worst system in the entire world. It's complicated. Health insurance is worse but as Anne pointed out, 401ks are up there. It's confusing. Because they won't even explain to you anything. Like, I went to HR when I was opening my 403B, and they were like, we legally can't tell you anything. And I was like, no, I just want to understand what this is. <laughs> and they were like, we can't legally tell yeah. you anything. Yeah, that's the, they really should teach that in schools, what a 401k is. and How to do how taxes. And, like, that should be, like, literally part of every math class is that it should be in context with personal finance. Like, I as you're learning agree. calculus, it should be fully in the context of personal retirement investment. Completely agree. Our system is bullshit. It is surprising we are or have been, like, such a power in the 20th and 21st centuries. 
I don't understand why. It's when I start to shit. think about it, I just don't understand. We're why. in a leaking ass boat and have been for a long time. Okay. And now it's flooding. Just kidding. Okay. Happy 2020. In 2020, we are jazzed for the <laughs> To All the Boys sequel. We are jazzed for the next season of The Masked Singer. Yeah. The Voice with Nick Jonas. They're... This is how we're going to keep ourselves from like melting down in anxiety around election related items. We're seeing Harry Styles. And, you know, finally, the Democratic pool is shrinking. And I'm just ign- going to ignore the fact that there are two billionaires who don't belong there. Because Bloomberg, they just Bloomberg don't. wants an open office environment because in the Because they just don't belong there. Jesus Christ. But at least it's finally shrinking. Maybe not how we want it to shrink, but seriously, I could not deal with 20 people. 20 people Stupid. was too many people. Vanity exercise. It is. No, you have to be so egocentric to run for president. Yeah. Like, that is just a fact. There's no other reason to put yourself and your loved ones Also, like, that. why are you still in the running for president if most of America literally doesn't recognize your face? Who are you referring to Tom Styer. Who the fuck? What does Tom Styer even look like? I know. But again, I... Is he still in the race? I don't know. Yes, he, he is still in the race. Yes. But because he can self-fund his race, essentially. God damn it. Along with Michael Bloomberg. Fuck because him. they're billionaires and they could do much more productive things with their money vox reported this week i think it was michael bloomberg has spent like a hundred million dollars on television ads so far and we were like oh think of all the things that you could have done with that money also that's probably comparable to the amount you've spent on all of your climate work so, like, what if you could double the impact of your climate work instead of running Because he doesn't president? actually care about the fucking climate! No. But he still gets the credit for running the American Cities Climate Challenge. Yeah. So. This is going to be a great podcast about how I just get further and further to the left with every passing month. If you are a Biden or Buttigieg... Why are there so many fucking B names? I don't know. If you are a Biden or Buttigieg supporter... Please stop read listening a, to this read a podcast. Book for once in your life. Well, that yeah. His <laughs> interview something. with John Lovett was really interesting. Oh, I have to say, judges? yeah, because John Lovett's been doing his Queen for a Day thing with presidential candidates, and I think Buddha Judge was his like eighth or ninth that he's asked all these questions like, "Would you get rid of daylight savings forever?" Okay. I mean, it's John Lovett, right? Also, like, Andrew Yang doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. No. He thinks the Nordic model for sex work decriminalization is a good idea. Fuck off. Again, read a goddamn book for once in your life. He also doesn't understand the impact that universal basic income would have on people who with Some medical costs cost more than $1,000 per month. Fucking shocker. You know? God. Jesus Christ. It's not the solution to everything. No. Okay, so basically, unless you're a Warren or Bernie supporter you're probably not gonna want to stick with us through 2020 and we don't want you well we don't want you (laughs) we don't want you but just fair fair warning this is gonna be a very anti especially biden but also anti everyone else pretty much moving into 2020 Mm -hmm. so just know that january till november that's what we're gonna be about and if you're not into that fuck off Literally, fuck off. That's how I feel about it. So, in 2020, we look forward to media. We will dread the presidential election, but we're going to soldier through. And I don't have a choice. You know? Time we don't passes. have a choice. We 100% Elections happen. don't have a choice. 
It already feels... Honestly, best case scenario, elections happen. So, like... <laughs> That's so. true. That's true. The- you want an election to happen. You want an election to happen. Ideally. That they drag out for, like, a year and a half is a little painful. It fucking sucks. It's a waste of money. It Our is. system is so fucking 100%. broken. 100%. It's broken in every a imaginable way. That is actually probably one of my... I have a lot of problems with Oregon law, but the fact that they declared the, um, the, like political contribution limit Mm -hmm. to be unconstitutional it's really high up on my list of things oregon has fucked vote for sarah on her own we deserve better transit we deserve we deserve an anti-fascist mayor literally the only thing we will lose if ted wheeler loses this election is my favorite Twitter account, not Ted Wheeler Not Ted Wheeler Googling. It's legendary. (laughs) That's literally the only sad thing that will happen when he is no longer mayor. Just a string of failures. My vote that I regret the most. I moved before that, or after that election, so I didn't vote for Ted Wheeler. Good. So your your hands are clean. I'm pure. My hands are clean. Uh, so 2020, it's going to be a big election year, but don't worry. In addition to election news, there will also be lots of media, lots of, you know, plenty of TikTok memes, tidbits from our lives. Yeah. Come here for that. Life goes on. You know, people live their lives. People create art throughout times of crisis. This is my therapist reminds me. Hmm. Uh, and life goes on. Life absolutely goes on. Hold one another very close. And remember to make time for fun and enjoyment in your life. Yeah. It can't be... All misery, doom all the and time. gloom. You need to recover sometimes. Like, maybe when you're already upset, don't watch Chernobyl. Oh, well, that's a very, very bad idea. What if instead you watched, you know, the fucking mass singer? Like, which one is going to make you feel better? <laughs> Do it. It's a really obvious answer. Yeah. So just take care of yourself in a lot of different ways. Prioritize self care, but also, you know, the world is hard enough without you introducing all of this external. I don't know, strife, right? Like, don't, um, borrow trouble. Like if, yeah, if you're, yeah. if you're spinning your wheels about something that you can't, um, make a difference on at the moment, it's okay if to notice that and to put it down quietly and restore a little bit. Absolutely. It doesn't mean you're ignoring the problem. It no. means you're recentering so that you can literally survive. But also, again, you don't have to introduce more difficulty and misery into your life that's not real like do not feel bad for prioritizing media that makes you feel better that was my theme of 2019 i think it's going to move on to 2020 along with unfortunately probably incest is in 2020 Ugh. you know stay it's tuned friends. That keeps coming up man stay tuned but like do not feel bad for prioritizing your own like mental well-being because this year is going to be hard and just because you haven't watched any, like, every Oscar contender, that just doesn't matter. No. You know? It just straight up doesn't matter. Except watch Little Women. It was good. Okay. And it doesn't make you feel sad. Which good. Is, Honestly, good. Like, all, all we want, really, is, like, media that doesn't make us feel worse afterwards. Yeah. And that's going to be our, one of our themes in 2020, along with keeping up with the youths. And thank you for sticking with us through two years of honest you know joy and love bullshit and and inside jokes (laughs) bullshit and inside jokes and more incest than you probably expected uh
Uh, but also, call. you know, like more Jonas Brothers and lots of lots of other lots of other things. But 2020, start of a new decade. We promise we will not make any 2020 hindsight 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 jokes. <laughs> wow, too much champagne, Lita. But cheers to a new year. Cheers to a new year. Cheers to 2020. Cheers to two years of vodka lemonade stand. You are a person that I appreciate very much in the world. Friendship is what matters the most. (laughs) Friendship is what matters the most. And we will see you very, very soon. So thank you so much for listening. VodkaLemonadeStand.com at VodkaLemstand VodkaLemstand at gmail.com etc. Yeah, we're on iTunes and Spotify. It's true. You can find us everywhere mm-hmm. i'm not stitcher yet i don't think but like i'm working on it i'll look i'll look into it fair enough okay happy two years and happy two years lita cheers cheers <laughs>